Hello, this is Walnut Grove Baptist Church's podcast. We are in Carthage, Texas, and that is in Panola County. Our pastor is Reverend David P. Mitchell, and our Sunday school teacher, our Bible study teacher, is Deacon Glenn Wade. But thank you so much for joining us, and you'll be joining this uh, current episode that's in progress. Okay, go ahead and get started, Deacon Wayne. Heavenly Father, Hello. we come. Oh. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm trying to add some more people. Go ahead and pray, Deacon Wayne. Sorry about that. Heavenly Father, we come again, oh Lord, thanking you for this day, thanking you for each and every day. Thank you for our lying down and our getting up. We pray, Lord, that you give us guidance to this lesson, oh Lord. Bless the teacher, bless the student, bless all who are gathered in the sound of my voice, oh Lord. We hope, oh Lord, that you would guide us, give us the wisdom that we need to understand these, your word. In Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. Amen. Amen. This uh, lesson, uh, deals with uh giving thanks expressing thanks and uh when you study this it should be made clear that uh it's not so much about providing a, a medical treatment or, uh for health issues as much as it is about what leprosy symbolized and what it meant during the time of moses we talked about a little bit Sunday. It's amazing. The lesson was about that. This today, uh, leprosy as we know it today is not the same as leprosy mentioned in this study. Chapter thirteen uh, emphasizes many different kind of condition that the priest. Uh, chapter thirteen of Leviticus. Uh, uh, Examined, uh, had to examine and, and, and pronounce a course of action for the person that had the skin according to the laws of the God. Uh, the pronouncement of the priest is not that he's prescribing medication for the cure of disease, but rather if the person needed to be quarantined from the community or, or allowed to remain as part of the community. The main purpose of the priest diagnosis, the condition of the purpose, or would be diseases were to determine their relationship with God and their participation in religious services at church and and, and their relationship with the other people. If the person was found to be leprous, the priest would separate him from the people and quarantine him for seven days to see if he would be cured or not. Who was not cured after uh, seven days, uh, it would go another seven days, which would make it set 14 days. If he was not cured after that, he would be put out of the uh, camp and asked to live alone with other lepers. And we realize that this ain't the first time that God has put out because of sin. When, uh, when Adam sinned in the garden, he was put out of the garden and away from the tree of life. Uh, 
this is a, this is this is what leprosy symbolizes. Symbolizes sin, and and it, and it must be kept out of the presence of God. Uh, when the priests were to go in, in the presence of God in the holies of holies, if the priest came in and had any sin upon him, uh, he was the only one that could go in the holy of holies. But if he came in and, and it had any sin upon him, uh, he he could be. Uh, it was automatically understood that God would not tolerate that, and he could die instantly. And you'd have to take that rope that was tied to him and drag him out of there and place him up for burial. So it, it was God's way of letting them know that uh, sin was not to be in pre- in His presence. It's also a reminder, uh, uh, really, when we look at this, it, it is, it's always been amazing to me. I, I may have brought it out a little bit Sunday, but I uh, uh, wanted to make a little bit more about it tonight in that it's so closely associated with, with, with uh, COVID-19 in a way. You see, the leper had to be quarantined for 7 to 14 days and separated from others. A COVID patient are required... Uh, to be quarantined in a severe case is extended beyond 14 days. We're placed in a separate area away from the other patients and people. Um, the leper had to cover his face um, and his lips, which is a reminder of wearing a mask. The step people had to follow with leprosy are uh, really like the steps we follow with the virus. No one wants to come within a specific distance of the leper which is social distancing uh, for us to keep uh, from contracting the virus. Like uh, leprosy, COVID had a cure in that it was the Lord Jesus uh, that could only one that could save you from it. And, and I, I really believe that the cure for uh, COVID-19, uh, God is working through his doctors uh, and that, they are, to me, that's how he works nowadays. Is he works through doctors. His miracles come through them. Uh, so the cure for uh, the virus today lies in the hand of God. So uh, just, a, just a little bit about how, uh, to me, I, I see leprosy is, is associated with COVID-19. But leprosy was God's way of letting uh, how he felt about sin. Sin uh, and leprosy was closely associated. Most people believe that if they caught leprosy, it's because they had sinned against God. And, and in uh, Leviticus 13, 45, and the leper in whom the plague is, his clothes shall be rent and his head bare, and he shall put on a covering upon his upper lip and shall cry unclean, unclean. Uh, uh, sin is a plague, and it renders us unclean before God. And the leprosy of whom the plague is, uh, we see uh, the first time a really a great example of leprosy and its relationship to the divine judgment of God is uh, when Mary, who was Moses' sister, uh, the wrongful act of Mary against Moses was to sin against God and place a curse. God placed a curse upon her when she went against Moses. She thought she was going against Moses, but Moses was God's representative. So she was going against God and the curse was placed upon her. 
And so we see the that was probably the first time that I really know of it being used as a uh, uh, letting you know that sinful behavior would not be tolerated. Uh, so, but most of the time when, when, when the Bible is talking about uh, leprosy, it's a consequence of man's sin and God placing a curse upon a person uh, as a sign of their behavior and a warning to others about the consequences of sin. And he rent his clothes and his head was burned and he shall put on a covering upon his upper lip. These were signs of, uh, of, of a mourning up for the dead. When, when you look back at the, uh, some of the things they had to do when somebody was be mourning for the dead, it's, it's similar to leprosy. Uh, here it represents being sorry for his sin. It says the person understood the effect of sin and, his, and the shame it brings upon him and that he is willing to abide by the law of God as it relates to the judgment of God upon him. His clothes were to be torn. No covering was to be worn on his head, and his face was wrapped as being prepared for burial. Uh, these three acts were to be a sign that the lepers was out of sync with God, the house of God, and the people of the community. Uh, it's a reminder to us today that God would not accept uh uh, token attempts by his people. We must, our heart must be pure. And, and the heart that has been convicted of sin and a heart willing to do what God requires us to be cleansed from sin. So we have to be willing to be cleansed from sin. And <clears throat> Christ, unclean, unclean. The law requires that lepers were to to warn others of their condition by crying out, unclean, unclean. It was to keep the, the clean from coming in contact with the unclean. In other words, this application is the righteous from the unrighteous and conduct out uh, in our way of life. Uh, the people of God are to have a lifestyle different from those of the world. It teaches us the attitude God has towards sin. In verse 46, and the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled, and, and he is unclean, and he shall dwell alone. Without the camp shall his habitation be. The leper who is separated from the presence of God, uh, the participation in the service of the church, and exile from the community, is God's standard for upholding his standards of holiness. And we find nowadays that too often we uphold others and their sinful behavior when we say, uh, when we are saying uh, uh, to the sinner and, and his, uh, instead of putting the sin out, we, we, we more or less encourage it. In other words, we don't really uh, talk, do as, as they did. Then we more or less just, just say, well, that's your business. But in, in these conditions, God's were saying that I won't, I don't want my uh, community uh Infected, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast you out. Your behavior is not acceptable, uh, and so he cast. It was they was to be cast out, and the priest was to make that decision. In the days wherein the plague shall be in him, and he shall be defiled, and God is saying sin must be dealt with, and as long as we delay dealing with it, sin will remain in us, 
and defile us and make us impure before the Lord. And God has put in place uh, uh, repentance as a means to deal with sin, unrepented sin, results in being and making us unfit for the service and out of sync with God. So we must deal with the sin uh, condition that we are in. And he is unclean and shall dwell alone without the camp and shall be his inhabitant beast. Sin keeps us from from fitting in with God, the people of God, and the work that God has for us. Uh, we can be among the crowd and not be a part of the crowd. We 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 realize that that Judas walked with the disciples and the Lord and never was one of the twelve. His sin allowed him to be among them, but never with the Lord and the twelve. Uh, let's just know that we can. Attend church, we can pray, we can sing, we can do all the things that we um, do in church. But if, if our works are done uh, uh, with, with our hearts loaded with sin, it, it, the effects won't be the same as if we ask God for forgiveness and repent of our sin. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13 lets us know that uh, Paul said the missing, what's missing is, is love. Uh, so we we then feel isolated, separated from the crowd, and live all along, even though we are surrounded by people. So sin isolates us from uh, other uh, of, God, of God's people because we are uh, in, in a different situation. And it came to pass, and this is going to the second part, Luke seventeen eleven through fourteen, and so that first part dealt with what leprosy was and how it related to sin. And Jesus in, in Luke 17, 11 to uh, 19 deals with what happens when uh, with Jesus and, and how he feels about all sin and that sin uh, if dealt with, if we repent of our sins, Jesus has set forth a way for us in his grace and his mercy. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Uh, Jesus is trying to get to Samaria, uh, Jerusalem because when he gets to Jerusalem, he's on his uh, final uh, journey. It's not going to be long before he's going to have to go to the cross. So he's getting to Jerusalem, but all the time he's studying helping people. And it came to pass as he went through Jerusalem. Uh, it lets us know that even up to the final days as Christians, we ought to be busy doing the work of God. Uh, and he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Now, Samaria is considered a Gentile city and because the, most of the people there were a mixture of Jews and Gentiles and and uh, the Jews uh, uh, like to think of themselves as being uh, better. And Galilee was predominantly a Jewish inhabitant territory. Uh, but Jesus came to save the whole world, not just the Jews, but he's the savior for all the world. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him twelve uh, ten men that were lepers, which stood afar. Uh, Jesus had destined to be at Jerusalem, but as he goes, 
he's going to encounter a situation that he's going to have to, he's going to deal with as he on his way to the cross. Jesus is aware of every place and no place is too small for him to visit as he makes this journey. Uh, uh, there may be only one person in a village and Jesus will make uh, that one person his priority. There's nothing too small for Jesus. And there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar. These 10, ten men were cursed with this condition because of their sin. They came to Jesus burdened with sin. They came to the right person, Jesus at the right time. Um, and Jesus was in the right area. So everything is lined up with his will. The disease of leprosy was caused by their own decisions. Uh, they wanted their uh, disease removed and their body healed. They observed the law and made them practice social distancing. So they had uh, stood afar according to the law, just like they were told to do. But they needed a savior, so they lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy upon us. Notice that the, the, the lepers did not cry unclean, unclean. <laughs> They cried out, Jesus, Master, have mercy upon us. And to me, this indicates that they knew the healing power of Christ and that he was the only hope of them being delivered. So they called to Jesus and not to any other God. They cried to the only one that had the power to deliver them from their sin. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy upon us. When the lepers cried out with the Lord's voice, they called Jesus by name. They were letting him know that uh, in him, as the one that was a divine power, the name Jesus means Savior. So they recognized him as their Savior. Then they called him Master, which is speaking of Jesus as a divine teacher. These lepers saw Jesus as the true representative of God and who acted on on God's behalf and perform the miracle of God. So both of these words that they they call when they call out let uh was letting Jesus know that they believed on who he was and who he was. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourself to the priest. <clears throat> and when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourself to the priest. Jesus did not turn the lepers away. All who cried for Jesus with the uh, true heart, Jesus will hear them. When Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest, he, he had willed their cleansing and healing. To show oneself to the priest as one healed of leprosy was to have the priest declare the person ceremonially clean. And that's the reason you had to go and show yourself to the priest. Uh, it's not that the priest had any type of physician authority because he could not cure anything. But it was only that he had the power to declare whether you was clean or not, whether you had been uh, remission of sin. So you had to show yourself uh, before the priest. Uh, and then... It came to pass that as they went, they were clean. The lepers observed the uh, command of Jesus. Their healing was uh, 
predicated by the fact that they had faith in Jesus and he, they, they obeyed his command. Their, their cleansing came after they received the command of Christ. The healing of anyone is based on God, the Lord declaring our healing. So when Jesus told them to go show yourself for the priest, he was uh, commanding, uh, in other words, he was uh, declaring them healed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice, glorifying God. Anytime that we are, God does anything for us, be it little or much, in every case, we ought to be grateful and show our gratitude. So this one turned back, and we don't know, could it be that the one that that that, that do, do not express gratitude, did not have any gratitude in their heart? Could it be that they believe that they deserve good things of God did for them? They already deserved it. Uh, when we think of that, uh, that we deserve what God owes us, we are acting in the wrong gratitude because attitude because God doesn't owe us anything. Thus, we ought to be thankful for anything that the Lord does for us. And when he saw he was healed, all that must, they all must have recognized that they had been healed. Uh, this is the first step in developing gratitude. They knew that their condition was not uh, uh, reversible on their own power. They knew that it had to be the power of, 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 of Jesus because if it had not been for that, they could have been healed before. Uh, but Warren turned back. Uh, so Warren that uh, had the gratitude uh, to acknowledge that Jesus was a, uh, uh, the one and only one that could heal him. And with the loud voice, glorified God. His leper did not allow what the other ones did to affect him. Uh, his his, his uh, glorifying of God was an, an individual thing. It lets us know that we cannot let what other people do stop us from giving thanks to the Lord. For all he's done for us. And he fell down at his feet and gave him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Uh, when he fell down at his feet, this is a sign of honor and humility by the leper. His action was that he is not thinking that he is healing with something he deserved, but rather it was the goodness of God. He wanted to show the Lord how thankful he was for him being blessed of God. It's how we all ought to be, no matter what God does for us. We ought to be uh, thankful, thankful, thankful. And he was a Samaritan. Being a Samaritan indicates that he was a, a stranger uh, to the religion of the Jews. It was, uh, but it was often those that uh, not that were not uh, of the Jewish faith that that showed the most gratitude toward Jesus. Uh, but Jesus started. The Jews thought it was a privilege for God to bless them, while the Gentiles thought it was an honor to be blessed by God. So you you see how different uh, people can think of different ways. Some people think it, it, that God owed them, and some people know that God doesn't know them. And Jesus answered, saying, 
we're not we're there not ten clean, but where are the nine? Uh the Lord expected the Jews to understand their responsibility to express gratitude to him for what he had done for them. More than an outsider, you, you would think somebody like the Jews who have grown up knowing about the Messiah and knowing about well, how, how good God has been would have been the first one to come and, 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 and uh, express uh, gratitude. But actually it was the outsider that did not. And Jesus answered, saying, were, were there not ten cleans? Jesus knew that all ten were clean. When he asked this question, he's not uh, asking whether there was ten clean. He knew he was he cleaned ten of them. All ten of them should have come back and expressed their gratitude to him for what he had done for them. Uh, Jesus' disappointment was not due to him just coming to know the attitude of the nine Jews. He already knew because he is God. Uh, it gave him an opportunity, though, to teach the disciples how uh, certain people are going to behave. And, and a lot of what he's doing when he's uh, getting ready to uh, go to the cross was getting the disciples ready to take his place. And it gives him a chance to see that even though you're going to be doing certain things and for people, they're not going to always show their gratitude. But where are the nine? The reason why the Jews were missing is due to their ingratitude. They had a higher regard for themselves than what they ought to have had. But what, the Bible does warn us about getting too high on our horses. So we have to bring out, every once in a while, we have to bring ourselves back down. We all think that, let us know that we have no power in ourselves. And there are not found that return to glorify God, save the stranger. Uh, it is worth noting and, uh, and not unexpected of Jesus that Jesus give credit to the ones that give credit. He's, he rewards the one that love him. Uh, he's not a respected person. If you does what his teaching and obey his will, he give you credit. So he gives the stranger credit for acknowledging him. The uh, Lord is not concerned about the nationality. He was a Samaritan. He was a stranger. But God is not concerned about nationality. He's here to save the old, old world. Uh, so he's concerned about your obedience and not your race. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. The leper made Jesus a priority uh, and, and his faith. Uh, Jesus is, is impressed with it. And he just tells him, now nah, you can go your go your way. He was going to the priest, and he was telling him go on to the priest. Uh, but he shows his gratitude. Jesus is impressed by that. That faith has made thee whole. Where there is no faith, when faith is required, it will result in failure. Faith alone is not enough to be grant, to be granted divine restoration. Our deliverance and our healing must be declared by the Lord in order for us to be blessed accordingly. When Jesus says that faith has made the whole, he has said it all. You don't have to worry about nothing else. Uh, uh, he has declared him whole.
God gives us God would in other words, God wants us to know that when he places a curse upon us, it is because of our sins. To have the curse removed demand cleansing. Cleansing comes when we re- repent of our sin and God gives us forgiveness for our sin. When God cleanses us, we have to show him our gratitude. Kind of sum up what this lesson is. Comments from anyone who may have something to say. Go ahead. Very good lesson. Go ahead, Brother Keith. Oh, that was a very good lesson. And, uh, you know, today I was just saying, I guess, goes along with this lesson. I was, I was reading one of your gratitude. Uh, it shows how how much gratitude you have. Shows how much faith you have in God. Mm. You know, you can't and it come right back today. And uh, I think the main thing I, I was reading about that is that when I saw it says my decision making will allow me which path I need to go to. You know, because God is a merciful God. You know, and mm-hmm. you know He don't. He don't command anything, but I just want to say that I'm so grateful that that I came to this community and came to this church and brother Deacon Wade, brother Tony, and each and every one is on this on the Bible study. That you know, I'm just I have to be to I have to be humble myself to realize that that you know it's I you know when leprosy can be a, a lot of things you know. Like Deacon Wade, I never thought about it. He said it about the corona, you know, and I never, it never crossed my mind. And I'm so mm-hmm. grateful that you said that, you know, and I, and I had to realize that, you know, if I don't trust God and I don't put my faith in God, you know, you know, it's just for me, for me personally, I just have to have faith in God. And I have to have faith in that He will guide me the right way. That's all I need to say. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Mm. That is. Yes, sir. Um, Sister Bonner, um, Deacon Way, you said so many good points um, in here. And um, one, when you were stating about when the 10 lepers uh, came, um, they didn't say unclean, unclean. And the first thing that they did, they, and so I, I think of this, you know, when you say go with your first mind, I'm just thinking the first thing should be in your mind is, you know what, do what's right. Okay, but they recognized Jesus. And they knew that they needed help. But if they did not have faith, I don't think that they could have done what they did. Does that make sense? Meaning, um, you you have to have. Oh, how can I say this? It has to. It has to be really an experience and. 
And as uh, Brother Keith just said a few minutes ago, when you related, you know, the lepers with uh, what we experienced with the virus. This, this experience, but I can't compare to how they were. Okay. Be separate, you know. We had a choice. That's what I'm saying. We had a choice to, to uh, stay at home. They they didn't have a choice, and so um, for them to acknowledge these, they had to have a lot of faith. Amen. Um, brother teacher, um, in this lesson. Jesus always has, uh, he's always, he always knows what he's going to do before he gets there. Mm -hmm. And he had this need that he had to go through Samaria. Mm -hmm. And there were no dealings between the Jews and the Samaritans. But when you look at it, if you're in a situation uh, you don't care what what kind of person, what nationality that person is. Hmm. People that are sick, they don't care. They're all going to uh, flock together. Hmm. They're not, not going to say, well, you a Jew, uh, I'm a Greek, uh, I'm a Baptist, or I'm a Methodist. They're not going to care about nothing like that. All they're going to care about, okay, we all in this together. And let's band together. Mm. So when they, they knew who Jesus was, and when they saw him, mm. that's when their faith kicked in. Oh, okay, yeah. this is Jesus, and I know that he's able to help us. See, they had to be already talking about this. Yeah. And in talking about this, they had already made a decision, and it was a united decision that we're going to all stick together and say the same thing. So that's when they started crying out uh, to Jesus. And when Jesus told them to go and show themselves, okay, one had the presence of mind to say, okay, I'm going back, and I'm going to thank Jesus for what he did for me. Oh. And when he fell down on his uh, face to the ground before Jesus, he was really humbling himself mm -hmm. because when you really humble yourself, you're going to just empty yourself out to the Lord. All of it's going. Mm -hmm. You ain't holding nothing back. And that's the way this man felt, that he wasn't going to hold nothing back, that he was going to just empty himself out and tell the Lord how grateful he was for what he did for him. Mm -hmm. And when Jesus Recognizing, uh, he asked him, wasn't there 10 of y'all? Where's the other nine? Well, the other nine, they were so uh, glad to get healed. They didn't think about, uh, mm. I'm going to give God any, Jesus any credit. I'm mm. going to just run and tell the priest so I can get home to my family. Mm. That's all they think about. And sometimes we get that way. When mm. Jesus does something for us, the first thing we do, we go. And just go on our merry way instead of going back to Jesus saying, thank you, Lord, mm. for what you did for me. 
You ain't got to say a long prayer or nothing. Thank you. And he will accept that. Mm. And it's, it's more important to give God uh, praise and glory for what he done because that glory belongs to him. And it should go to him before anything else. And when he told them to go your way, your faith has made you whole. That meant when he when lepers, they had different parts that fell off. Well, when he said, your faith has made you whole, everything that had fallen off of them, immediately came back and they were whole from that day on Mm -hmm. and this man had this testimony Mm. that that he wanted to tell and i believe that he told it more so than in the nine because he was so overly Mm -hmm. grateful for what jesus had done for him my god amen This is Tony. Um, I had a few things I wanted to share. Uh, one, I just think it's interesting that the Samaritan, I mean, all of the, uh, all of the lepers were physically unclean, but, you know, the Samaritan was socially unclean. Mm. And so I just think that that's interesting that, you know, the one who was socially unclean was thankful for no longer being physically unclean. Um, and I think, you know, regardless of where we stand in life, um, we all have, have things that are challenges in our lives. And I think it's easy to be ungrateful. Um, but I think when we remember that, you know, in spite of the challenges that we face or the social status that we don't have, that God uh, accepts us, um, you know, like the Samaritans were not um, accepted by people, but they were accepted by God. Um, and so, I think that is Amen. extremely important to remember. Also, I think it's important, you know, when, basically when Jesus, you know, when they asked Jesus to heal them, uh, he didn't say, his response was not yes, or I'm going to heal you or you're healed. He basically said, go show yourselves to the people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting that he, he's, he did that. And in my mind, I think that leads me to think, uh, our healing or the blessing, whatever it is that God does for us, is not not just for us. It's for okay. it's a testament. God wants us to share what He has done for us because of what that does for other people. Because when you give your testimony, uh, you're helping other people in their walk with Christ, and that's God mm-hmm. wants us to do. Making disciples is is sharing God's word with other people and what God has done in our lives. Amen. I also Amen. think it's interesting one of the 10 people said thank you. And I think a lot of times we do things for people and we think, well, nobody says thank you. We just do all these things in the community or we do things for people in our family or whatever. But I don't, if, I think if only one in 10 people said thank you to Jesus, you know, probably are going to get one in a thousand. Um, so, um, we don't need to do it and expect to be thanked. To do it because God's calling us to do it, okay. um, and you know. But if we're doing it and expecting to thank you, we're going to be disappointed. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of some of the things that stuck out to me. 
Amen. That is. All right. We'll call it a night then. Beautiful listener. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you allowed us to study these your words. We ask that you bless us today and tomorrow and the next day as we go forth and, and through this world, O oh Lord. Give us the strength and understanding that we may be able to face all that we come up to, O oh Lord. We pray, O oh Lord, for your blessing and understanding in all that we do. These and so many blessings we ask in your name. Amen. 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 God. Hey God. Talk to y'all on Sunday. Uh, Amen. Amen. Uh, Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Walnut Grove Baptist Church podcast. If you feel led to do so. You can leave a gift at bit.ly slash walnutgrovegiving. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.